interrupt our program to bring you this important message. You know what? As a skater, and you know this, mm -hmm. BC, right? Um, you know, and I was an 80s skater, right? So back when that, remember, remember the old stickers, skateboarding is not a crime? Oh, yes. <laughs> which, is, which is a total freaking lie <laughs> right, back yeah. these days, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and uh but uh you know so yeah i was i i was detained a lot as a kid in, in skating but that was like the punk rock thing to do right yeah it was like hey let's go skate the whatever this ditch behind the mall let's go skate the mall let's go you know and once again as a west virginia kid there's not a lot of places to skate <laughs> we got a lot of dirt roads dude right. so you know what i'm yeah. saying uh even though we uh right down the street was a um, was a place being built called Skatopia uh, back in the day, which if you've heard of Skatopia, which is uh, which was it's like a West Virginia's largest skate park, uh, and it was but it was built around a lot of bad shit, drugs, and you know, and kind oh, of stuff yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. That yeah. kind of culture. It was like very, uh, it was like Kid Rock uh, that skate type of stuff, right? So it was very <laughs> rednecky, fucking, you know, people. You know, a lot of <laughs> drugs, a lot of weird shit. Anyway, but you know, I stay clean on all that, that stuff. But it was, uh, but yeah. So, uh, but no, I've 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 uh, I've done my share. I was very good shape because I ran from the cops a lot. You know <laughs> right. what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, yeah. They'd show up, and it was just like, but it was fun back then too. You know what thing? I, I respected the cops, man. And mm -hmm. it was weird. It was like I've never, as a punk, um, as a skater, I've never like looked at the cops and be like, man, screw, I hate, you know, kind of like the attitude you see a lot today. Mm -hmm. I never had that. I knew it was a job, man. And it was actually, your job is to catch me. My job right. is to outrun you, right? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. it was kind of a fun game at one point, right? Mm -hmm. But it was, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. But uh, yeah, no, I, I would, I've been detained a lot. I've been detained even uh, in other countries and, uh, <laughs> and stuff like that. Right. I actually, uh, Tijuana was a good one, man, was, um, uh, Cops down there are kind of crooked, shocker, right? Here we go. <laughs> right. the, the Mexico. Um, I was, uh, I do a lot of time down in Tijuana, and uh, I was down there, and uh, man, a little bit hammered at one point, and uh, I don't know why I was on the second floor. And some reason, there's this big ashtray sitting in front of me, and someone was smoking, and it just bothered me. I wasn't ever yeah. a smoker, right? Yeah. So I took this ashtray, and I thought it was a great idea just to throw it off the second balcony. Yeah, <laughs> screw it. You know, maybe a little tequila shots, a couple poppers going on. I was like, woo, you know, <laughs> man, if that, that big, Two pound ashtray. I had great aim because it hit this lady right in the head, right? Knocked her the fuck out, right? Clean <laughs> out. And I was like, oh, I saw it. I'm like, oh, man. I looked down there and I just kind of I giggled. And then, sure enough, right across the street comes Federales, man. I'm like, mm. oh, and mm. man. So it was a, it was a classic. Um, I don't know what to, it, it was a classic, uh, I don't know, like chase through Mexico, right? <laughs> they were coming up the stairs. I jumped off the second balcony, like hanging down jumped off i was chased through the streets you know everybody's just like look at this green guy this fucking weird guy i was just running all over. they knew i did something wrong right and it was just like and i i went on like about a three-hour chase through tijuana hiding in like ghettos and, and like the gutters and just i was covered in shit i was it was it was so rad and I, so here's a rapper i got away i got wow. away and i was so proud of myself i'm like <laughs> you know I, I beat the mexican police yes you know i literally walk about i don't know 10 feet later, you know, and I walk around the corner and then there's two federales there and I didn't know who I was running and they rolled me. They rolled <laughs> oh, me. They come up and, and it was late. And then we were on, it was like 2, 3 a.m. And it was like, and they come up and they're like, you know, I, and I can't understand how one speaking English, broken English, one speaking Spanish. And uh, so basically it came out to like, give me your wallet. And I'm like, oh, 
God, am I getting rolled by the cops? This is amazing. Uh, and but so sure enough, I, I take out my wallet. I had you know I'm broke. I had like ten bucks in there, right? And they're like, not good enough. And those guys escorted me to an ATM, dude. It was like an <laughs> oh armed escort to an ATM. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, dude. Jokes on you. I'm a broke 19 year old, 20 year old. Here's 40 bucks. Get out of here, man. And they let me go. But yeah. So I mean, I've had some fun. So you're stuff. good. You're good. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Big chase throughout, throughout Tijuana and then get, yeah. end up getting rolled, man. <laughs> so so somewhere there's a bolo with uh, like this grainy picture of you at like 19 years old running through 100%. the street. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know it, dude. Yeah. So I want, I, want to, I want to introduce everybody to the voice you hear on here is Jason Swar. You just heard some of, some of the stories about him growing up, running into some police uh, activity. <laughs> but one of the things that, or one of the reasons I should say, that we even are here doing the disruptors, how we started getting into this, how I even got into the world of social media only like two years ago, never had any kind of social media, um, was writing through a magazine called Skillset. And all of that was based on through meeting people in other businesses. And one of the the the, the creators of Skillset is Jason Swar, who we've got here today, and you're gonna yes. you're gonna hear him. He is a he is an amazing storyteller. <laughs> he he's got multiple podcasts in, in his history, and one he's doing now. We're gonna get into all of that. I do want to just tell everybody like his background. When you talk about creating businesses, you hear him laugh and you hear him joke and you hear him telling stories. But this dude has created uh, some amazing businesses, some uh, incredible opportunities for everybody else. He's always kind of kind of shared the um, the idea and the, and the um, motivation, I should say. And when people talk about, you know, your background in the Marine Corps, growing up, like you said, in West Virginia, skate punk, you know, yeah. the, the outsider kind of looking at it and going, there's something I want to do. And then, you know, we're going to talk about the Marine Corps stuff, but yeah. this whole idea of you blazing your own path and even when people probably have told you, ah, that'll never work. Don't get into that field or don't do this. You've you've almost like gone, you know, head first into it, but yeah. but been mostly successful, I would say. Yeah. No, man, first off, I'm very flattered. Thank you, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love and and this is cool. It's actually full circle. It's really cool. Like I said, running skill set magazine, first meet in BC. And uh and and then, you know, you writing for the magazine making some amazing, amazing content, man. Your, 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 your articles are some of the best. The historic stuff was just over the top, oh, man. I appreciate it. And, um, and, and then seeing how, yes, you weren't so doing social media, you weren't doing <laughs> no, it. You were very, no. you're in the shadows a lot, yeah. which is awesome. And then, what the hell? I'm on your show now. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, isn't it? You know? like, like, this is great. Yeah. You, you would think that like, uh, so, so let me, let me even back up further. So, yeah. The whole way you and I first met is I was I just started teaching my own actual gang courses. Like I I kind of got fed up with not mm -hmm. having gang information out there. I knew a lot at the time. I was working some really good assignments. And so I was like, I'm just gonna start designing my own courses, do the punk rock thing, take my knowledge to the students. So I started doing that and I'm like, I don't wanna just give out a certificate. You know, like everybody does, like yeah. I wanna I always wanted to do the challenge coin thing, but I'm like, right. uh, I can't drop, you know, $1,000 on, you know, <laughs> yeah. challenge coins for these students. Well, then mm -hmm. I, I discovered there were two companies on the internet that had poker chips, right? Custom yeah. poker chips. So I, I sent messages to both of these companies and like one, one had all this like flash on the, on the website and the other one was like just straightforward. Boom. This is what we got. I mean, within maybe like 30 minutes of sending that, I get a reply back 
from Miss <laughs> Gina, Gina Marie, right, running this yes. company. And it's like, <laughs> boom, whatever you need, we got. We'll cover all this. This sounds great. This, and I had these like really cool custom poker chips. I did a couple yeah. of different ones with her. We're always sharing business ideas. Um, and then and then that was her thing. It was like, hey, look, we're getting into this, we're getting into this magazine thing. You need to check out what we've got going on. <laughs> and I was like, hey, I'm on board. By the way, I love reading and I really want to write and I'm getting into some stuff. So it, yeah. it worked out great. And uh when when she was like, uh, yeah, you, Jason here is a punk skater, you know, grew up in the 80s. I'm like, oh, this is perfect. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I, I'll tell you now, I probably would have written for y'all for free, but I do appreciate it. Oh, damn it. it. I shouldn't <laughs> have done that. <laughs> That's right. yeah. Son of a – no, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, you're right. It was. So, Gina, my wife, Gina, uh, you get lucky. Like, a lot of times people will marry like, opposites, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and Gina and I are kind of opposite on that. Oh, not on that, but on a lot of things. She's very – the glass is half full. Life's great, and then I'm like, "Yeah, I've seen the other side of life. It sucks. It's uh, I've seen <laughs> it's dark, the worst of the worst, you know." Yeah. And uh, but one thing we do share is like uh, that weird entrepreneur dream that 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 gene. Let me say back in, in our bodies, right? Where yeah. it's just like, um, and I think working in the Marines for 20 years uh, mm-hmm. has told me like I don't want to work for anybody else anymore. <laughs> I worked for the man for a long time, and I was like, "Yeah, screw it," and then. You know, uh, even getting into the Marines was a punk rock thing, which I'll get into in a minute. But yeah, yeah when she started, she's like, I never forget this. She was like, I want to do a poker chip company. And I'm like, what? You know, I was like, what are you <laughs> right. talking about? Yeah, yeah. She goes, no, no, I want to do like custom poker chips. And I'm like, yeah, because poker chips, they've been around for a while. I don't know if you know that. And she's like, no, custom. And I'm like, okay, like challenge coins. I'm like, mm-hmm. I get that. I'm like, that's awesome. You know, he pat her on the head. Yeah, that's so great, honey. You know, no one's going to mm-hmm. freaking buy this shit, right? And then flash forward a couple years later and she's like, she her company was like one of the biggest in the in the, com- in the yeah. country. And I was just like, damn it. <laughs> I did do <laughs> yeah. this. You know, but yeah. you know what? It all starts though. I never forget, you know, she had these super rad, you know, ceramic chips, which she was copied Im- immediately by tons of other, you know, poker chip companies and all that stuff. But it was, uh, and it was, uh, but I remember prior to that, it was us in the, uh, in our, you know, just here's the entrepreneur dream type of thing. You're in your kitchen. There's about 12,000 poker chips and you're putting stickers, you know, <laughs> for 14 hours a day on this. And I'm like, mm-hmm. this is awesome. How much right. you make this week? Oh, $16. Awesome. Let's just keep right. doing it. You know? Yeah. But then that eventually, but that's a, that's a, that's the challenge with any, you know, I would say there's nothing, nothing's overnight, right? Mm-hmm. Besides like, uh, let's see, your inheritance and probably the lottery, right? There's two <laughs> things like, hey, I got rich overnight. This is awesome. Yeah. So everything else is, a, it's, uh, you, you know, it's a grind. And uh, that's why I always tell people, man, I'm like, you know, never expect it. When you do a, you start a business, give it a year. And I know it'll be a painful year, you know, and then give it a second year. I go, that year is going to suck even worse. <laughs> a year three, you had many money. Maybe take a look at your business. It may, it may suck. You know what I'm saying? But it's, uh, yeah. but you know, you got to try. You can never, I think the problem these days with a lot of entrepreneurs is it's not, you know, everyone's instant satisfaction and hell no, that ain't, that'll never work. And you guys know that too. I mean, everything takes time. Everything takes effort and, uh, and, and putting out. And, you know, with Gina and us, you know, you know, she did the poker chip thing. And then, and then that dream of like, you know, cause I was running a, a photo studio. I got man, I had a lot of weird chapters in my life. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and I was doing uh, all these, I was doing all these covers for, uh, for all these gun mags, man, you know, recall. I, in fact, I was, I probably have done, I would say 80% of all recall magazines covers. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and a couple other, you know, a bunch of other ones, I probably have over 300 plus magazine covers. And I'm like, so I got to, you know, I get curious. I'm like, what the, what's, okay, how hard can it be to run a magazine, right? You know, yeah. and 
and uh, it's funny because I listened back to one of your earlier shows, mm-hmm. and you talk about the fanzines, right? And I know <laughs> yeah. Ski, you're laughing yeah. at me. like, what the what the hell is a, is a zine? And uh, and but you 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 kind of gave me a little shout out in there because mm. you're right. I was a big, you know, skater punk. You're right. And what you, and I'm not going to regurgitate. You guys have to go back and listen to the first episode or whatever episode that was. It was like, uh, that was how he used to do it, man. You used to, you, you think you could write, you did some, you know, a couple articles, you interviewed somebody, a skater or a band or, or some guy or whatever. And then you cut out some pictures, you, you know, staple or you stapled or glued it onto <laughs> yeah. a piece of paper. And, yeah. and then you went down to the library and snuck in some copiers, you know, some <laughs> copies or whatever. Yeah. But, uh, so that was like my idea. And I was like, man, you know, being a punk and all this stuff and, and doing that, I'm like, we can do our own. We can do it. Like, no one can tell me I can't, right? You know, I may try and fail, which is, I've done plenty of times, man, but which everybody has. So, I, but I'm not afraid of failure. I, and I don't know, that's a weird, you know, it's like, what's the worst that can happen? We broke. I mean, I broke, I grew up broke. I don't know shit, <laughs> right, you know, yeah. I'll get out of that, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, and I don't think I'd ever get on my deathbed and going, damn it, I wish I would have done that magazine. I wish I would have done this, you know, so at least I tried. So we said, yeah, let's do a magazine, right? Which is, everybody just laughed at us like, okay, dude, <laughs> good luck. You know, especially people in the business are like, you, you'll never do it. And that's like, okay, sweet. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all self-funded. Yeah. And then it was just like, let's, what do you want to do? I don't know. I like, I literally had to, we had to, we're Googling how to make a magazine, dude, you know? <laughs> and, uh, yeah. okay. Art director. What the, what the hell's an art director? Okay. Well, let's get one of those. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. copy editor. Well, my brother, he, uh, you know, it took him eight years to get a bachelor degree, but he's got one. <laughs> he could, he could probably proofread our shit. This is great. You know? So, <laughs> I mean, so we went down that whole rabbit, just kind of checking all these boxes. And then, um, and then skill set was born, man, you know? And, uh, and it's pretty cool. Cause like, you know, interviewing just really cool people. And, you know, the whole idea of, of skill set was like to do a, I used to love like, uh, what was it? Maxim magazine back in the nineties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not now it's been sold like 16 different times. Now it's yeah. just kind of titties and whatever. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, back in the day, it used to be some really fun humor, just good bar trivia type of stuff. And just, you could go through that. You could roll that magazine up, put it in your back pocket. You know, this is before phones and all that shit, man. And uh, or leave it in the, the toilet, man, for the next dude or whatever. <laughs> but you always have some fun stuff to read, right? And you, if you only got five minutes, you got you. That's fine. You're gonna pick up something and you're gonna be like, "This is great," you know. And so I was like, "I want the magazine like that. I want a magazine that has." short tension span type of stuff because that's the world we're living these days right you know these yeah. long form type of stuff people will get bored quick and i'm one of them man you know um especially as a jarhead i eat crayons and lick windows <laughs> dude you know right. so um so i was like i want short you know i want no I don't, I, none of our articles need to be longer than four pages and that includes with pictures you know and all that stuff and which for the writers you guys probably love that because like sweet i'm gonna <laughs> an okay paycheck for doing 800 words you know a thousand yeah. words and all that stuff so mm-hmm. and uh but i kept it short and sweet and then i think that format worked really well i think it did man i think it was entertaining um lots of humor i love humor you know a lot of it's kind of locker room humor you know fun stuff like that you know mm-hmm. uh and that just comes in from the days and being in marines and you guys know as, as you know cops and all yeah. that stuff man the, the best conversation that happens when no one's around, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> and yeah, all that stuff. So, yeah, or you guys are, like you said, on surveillance or whatever. You have the most most awesome conversations. You're like, shit, we should record this. Well, that was kind of my thought process, dude, skill set on yeah. that. So, 
Um, so yeah, man, we, we made it and, uh, and it was a struggle, dude. It was a total struggle for the first couple of years. And, uh, cause it was all self-funded. I was working 90 hours a week to fund a magazine that we were really not making any money on. We were, we weren't losing money. We were always like our, our noses were right above water, you know? Mm-hmm. So we we're treading and we're doing all right. And I was like, that's good enough for me. Cause I just going back to my first, uh, first comment there is, Nothing takes nothing's instant, man. It takes time, and I knew a magazine would take years to to develop and, and get into people's brains, and with all so much media, and you know, and that was the next thing is. Sorry, I talk a lot. <laughs> Sorry, oh, we um, love it. We this love is it. Great. Yeah, <laughs> you guys can just go to sleep. I'll, I'll finish out the show. <laughs> all right, um, but uh, was people were like, "You're an idiot." Prince dead. Prince dead. And, I, and once again, oh, another threat, huh? Okay, mm-hmm. so uh, let me try to prove people wrong. And and, and honestly. It is dying, I, and I'll be the first to admit it. But uh, I'm I'm one of those guys that will ride that uh, you know ride that to, to the end. You know, I'm like until it's dead, dead, and there's no more Barnes and Noble, there's no more magazine sections, there's no more this and that. Uh, I'm going to have a magazine on those racks, and uh, and that's how we you know to this day we're that's where we're at. You know, so um, it was fun, man, and it was like it was like I said, it was a, it's been a, it was a challenge, and uh, I met some of the most awesome people in the world, and you know my the writers, you guys. Everybody's like, oh, Jason, you did such a good job with the magazine. I'm like, shit, I didn't do anything. You know, I mean, I just kind of helped curate um, all these amazing writers and put all this content together and just kind of get a flow. That was it, man. But you guys, you guys killed it, man. We had such a wide array of, from, you know, military history to, you know, how to, you know, do, you know, get out of prison sex and, you know, all types of weird <laughs> stuff, man. You know, you, you always have some fun. Like, you, you never, when you went through the, uh, the table of contents of skill set, you're like, what the hell? This is amazing, you know? So it was, a, and it was just all over the place. But I think I, life's all over the place, man, you know? So, um, so yeah, man, it was, it was, it was, a, it's been a freaking good time, man, you know? So, yeah. <laughs> I think I just got my, my weekly dose of encouragement, though, because I'm sitting here thinking, how many people waste those two to three years of your struggle just trying to think about what they want to do and trying to sure. figure out when the right time to start is? And here you are going, I don't know shit about this, but I'm going to do yep. it. I'm just going for it. And I think, uh, I think that's the yeah. biggest hurdle is just take that first step. It, it totally is. And so, like, uh, and once again, I, I got a PhD, right? Playing high school diploma and uh, pretty proud of that. <laughs> so, <laughs> Me too. But, uh, you know, when I, when I got out of the, out of the Marines, uh, I contracted just what Marines do and all that shit. Right. And, uh, and built a little nest egg. But then it was like, you know, that's when I had, I don't work for the man anymore, blah, blah, blah. And I come back. I'm like, well, what do I want? What can I do? What can I do? Right. That I don't have to work. I work for myself. And I was like, man, I like photography. I think that's cool. I knew nothing about it, dude. Besides, you know, being a, uh, I was a free fall instructor back in the day too. So military free fall, like Halo and all that good shit, right? And uh, and they would, every, every once in a while, they put a camera on top of your head. And they're like, literally, this is your class, right? All right, here's a big $1,000 camera on your head. And here's a little switch you put in your mouth. You bite it, it takes a picture. You, any questions? I'm like, uh, nope. <laughs> That's good enough. All right, go jump out of airplanes. So uh, so I kind of dug that. And I was like, this is pretty fun. So I, I literally, I got out. I'm like, all right, you know what? I'm going to open a photo studio. Not a clue, man. And uh, so I went to the school of YouTube, right? And uh, I took six months of just studying photography and studying and studying and studying, bringing my wife out at 3 a.m., get in the garage, take pictures of you, you know? And she'd be like, what the fuck? You know, what the hell's going on? <laughs> and then, um, but then I, I, I mastered, I found a, a niche, I guess, and I mastered that niche, which was kind of like, it was called composite photography, which is, um, if you ever see a Call of Duty video game cover, mm-hmm. it's like that really just dynamic Photoshopping over it. That's what I kind of, I kind of, 
I guess, I don't say mastered. I did a well, good job of that. I learned that, and that was all I learned. I couldn't take a, you want me to take a portrait for your headshot? I wouldn't have, have a freaking clue. <laughs> but you jock up with a full military garb and with, you know, these cool lights and explosions. I got that, right? So, um, but yeah, I took that, and I next thing I know, I turned that into um, a very, very successful business, you know? So, uh, and people was like, well, where'd you go to school? I'm like, I didn't, man. I go, I, I, I don't, I mean, and I know there's sometimes you have to go to school for things, right? If you want to be a doctor, I, I don't suggest YouTube. Um, <laughs> so, uh, or an engineer, or maybe, you know, whatever bridges be collapsing and shit like that. But it's, um, but for, for, I say 90% of the jobs out there are, are you can do it yourself, man. It, it, there's so much education out there, but it takes discipline and it takes like, I need, I want to be the best at this and I'm not going to stop and I'm not going to sleep until I, I am, which you won't be the best, but you'll get pretty damn close, you know? So I've always had that, Steve, I've had that mentality my whole, my whole life, man, you know? And, um, and it's not like, I guess it's fake it till you make it. You know, we always heard that, right? But it's kind of like that, dude. You know, it's like, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh. I don't know how to run a magazine, but I'm going to do it. You What's know? even cooler is the humility behind it all. You're sure. not like, oh, I could do yeah. this and that, and I'm the you're like, I suck at all this stuff, but I'm oh, gonna yeah. figure it out. And like, it's so encouraging. It got me like amped up, ready to take yeah. on the world. So, dude, that started back when I was a skater, right? I'd yeah. be like, I'm watching guys once again from West Virginia, and there's not a lot of street skating out there, right? We had a lot of dirt roads, right? And potholes and shit, right? So, so we would build up, uh, these guys would build these giant vert ramps, right? You use half pipes, and you're just like, as a you know, 11-year-old kid, you're looking at this. It looks like 50 mm. feet tall. You're just mm. like, uh, no way. And then people are like, you're too small. You can't do this. And I'm like, oh, really? Okay. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to go up here and I'm going to die. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to die in front of all you guys. Hope you guys get your little disposable cameras, because that was back in the day, right? Or whatever. <laughs> right. And get ready to see Faces of Death 5, because I'm going to die. <laughs> and I would do it. And I'd drop in, face plant, and, you know, lose a tooth. And you're like, oh, you know, laugh. And then wait a minute, that wasn't that bad. I mean, go try it again. And you just keep doing it, doing it, doing it until finally you make it, you know? And it's like, ah, you know, there you go. And then I've always had that. Maybe I'm, I've, I've got brain damage or something because that, that just seems like the only way to do things in life, man. Absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah. So. I, 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 went, I went through a, I, I snowboarded a little bit growing up hmm. and I went, I wasn't really good at carving and stuff. So I went through yeah. a, a place that actually had a pipe dragon. They dug out a really cool half pipe. But yeah. I couldn't carve back and forth. So what happened to me is I got stuck going straight down through the middle. And at the very end, there's like a 30-foot tabletop. I was oh. going so fast, I couldn't slow down. And I went about 30 feet up in the air. And, and <laughs> first time I've ever done that, dude, I hit so hard that my gloves fell off. I'm like, how do oh, your shit. gloves fall off when you just fall straight down? And nobody helped me, man. They just started jumping over me, jumping, over jumping you. around me. And I just laid there. And see, unlike you, I didn't go, man, I can do this again. I was like, yep, that's my snowboarding career. There <laughs> you go. I'm a... <laughs> that's awesome. Short lived, but man, totally worth it. it was, that, that what was one, your that one? jump though man <laughs> you always want to look back at that that at, at that point when you're like at the highest point in the air yeah like, what was like going through your head at that point one jesus this, uh, was what it. a bad mistake well it was <laughs> like you know like the ski lift was right there and at one yes. point in time i was like making eye contact with people next to me i had gone so <laughs> high i was kind of looking at them and they're looking at me like this isn't gonna end good for you kid <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was awesome. <laughs> we'll see you in hell. I know you're, yeah. you're, you're you'll be your maker right now, dude. But good luck, son. Yeah, no, that's great. So, you, so you said you said you had joined the Marine Corps, kind of like that that punk rock thing, right? So yeah. when you joined, just kind of walk us through, like, kind of why you joined. That's always the the burning question, sure. I'm sure. Back and then you go from 
at least it was for me. Yeah. Like, why'd you join the army skating and punk rock? It's like, what was it for you? And then what all you did? Yeah, no, that's a, and this is interesting. Cause like, so, um, you know, my family, they were pushing me like, Hey, they were, they were educators, right? They're, uh, teachers and stuff like that. And my mom was just like, of course you're going to go to college. Right. And I was, I was kind of the black sheep of the family, you know, or whatever. Um, and I was just like, well, no one's first off, no one's going to tell me what to do. Right. I'm, I'm <laughs> right. freaking 18. I'm a man, right? Yeah. <laughs> whatever, <laughs> you know? And, uh, and so they're like, and I was so, I was very anti-establishment, you know, you know, mm -hmm. once again, eighties punk, right. Reagan youth. I mean, yeah, yeah, that was, that was it. Right. But it was something about rebelling against my parents so much that I was like, I want to show them what's something no one in my family's done. Mm. I look back. What about my grandfather? No one's been in the military. I'm like, how, how tough can it be? Right. So I'm like, you know what? <laughs> I, went, I didn't even tell him. I went down. I was 18, so I could go down to the recruiter by myself. I went to the Army recruiter, right? And I went down there, and I was like, hey, I want to freaking sign up, dude. I want to be all you can be. I think I was the, the tagline at the time, right, <laughs> yeah. or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and, and then, you know, that recruiter just started foaming at the mouth like, sweet. I got, a, I got, a, I got 11 Bravo waiting right here, baby. Uh, you know, someone – and so I, uh, I started doing the preliminary paperwork. Well, I guess when you go down somehow, like my name gets in the system. I don't know how it works. I wasn't ever a recruiter. And uh, which all the other recruiters found out, right? Or whatever. Maybe, maybe it was a high school thing. Maybe, I don't know. They have my name. So literally I went down, I started doing the paperwork, doing my little preliminary test. And, you know, like, all right, you, uh, you're smart enough to, you know, kick rocks. Cool. That's what I want to do, you know, and get paid. And then, uh, and then uh, all of a sudden at night I get a phone call and I thought I was a recruiter, you know, because the way they talk. Hey, how you doing there? Blah, blah, blah. This is a uh, sergeant so-and-so. And I was thinking army and I'm like, Hey, what's up, man? I go, I'm just getting ready to join you guys, man. I'm going to be an army guy. And the guy goes, well, I'm a Marine. I was like, Oh, Oh, okay. <laughs> Whatever. And he goes, and he starts punking me out, dude. He's just like, you're joining the army. He goes, you pussy. And just start going off on me. I was like, wait, what? And he was just like, you, he goes, hey, good luck. He goes, you're going to be doing, he's just like, you're going to be like, man, in a missile silo somewhere in the, in the Antarctica. I'm just giving me the worst, like, the scenarios. So I was like, what the hell? And it, within, the guy was brilliant. Within 10 minutes, I was like, I'm coming down to you guys tomorrow, right? And he was just like, <laughs> sucker, gotcha. And uh, so I went down the recruiter, and sure enough, man, I, within, I don't know, a day or two, I was already signed back up in the Marines. And then, you know, Army guys all pissed off, and I'm like, whatever. And then uh, I had a, but I was like, I want a cool job. I was I want, I want a cool job. And he goes, all right, what do you want to do? I go, I don't know. And he goes, well, we have a audiovisual specialist. I'm like, that's awesome. I don't know what that is, but I'll take it, you know? And he's like, okay, cool. You're going to go to boot camp in August and uh, this and that. And I'm like, sweet. So I graduated high school, went down to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Mm -hmm. And uh, fuck, I was down there maybe 10 minutes and I got arrested. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so I got, uh, it was a little, you know, it was weird. I got drunk and out in the public and did some stupid shit. All right. So shocker. So I got, you know, I got thrown in for a night, whatever, drunk tank type of stuff, nothing big. Right. And then um, I come back and I tell my recruiter, I'm like, hey, dude, sorry, I got arrested down in Myrtle Beach. Just letting you know, no big deal, you know? And uh, he comes back in about a week. He goes, cool, you, you got a new uh, ship date now. You're going in June, which is like three weeks, and um, <laughs> you're open contract. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's great. Uh -huh. He goes, you can be anything you want. And I was like, what? This is amazing, man. This is how naive I was, man. I was like, sounds great, man. I'll sign me up. And so there I was, right? Uh, <laughs> so down to Paris Island, did my thing. Uh, found out open contract means you're screwed. Uh, <laughs> right, though it's the needs of the Marine Corps, right? Which is either motor T, motor transport, or grunt. You know, it's one or the other, man. 
And for somehow, and I, I've, I've always learned to finagle my way into things, right? And right. Uh, I, when I get down there and all my, uh, you know, drill instructors and all that, they're like, you're screwed. Whatever, you know? I was like, okay, I need to figure this out. So uh, we're getting ready to head to, to our kind of our school of entry stuff after you do after the Marines or after boot camp. And uh, I talked to like the monitor, this mass sergeant. I just, I just tried to kiss his ass, be buddies with him. I'm like, what else do you got besides freaking driving a truck, man, you know, or whatever. And he's like, um, look, I have one slot for an air delivery specialist. You look like that's good. I'm like, yeah, that sounds great. I'm a mailman. I, I don't give a shit, you know? <laughs> I didn't know what it was. So I get air delivery specialist and I'm like, cool, whatever. And uh, once again, naive. I had nothing I did in the Marine Corps or in the military. And then I get orders after like a little Marine combat training type of bullshit. And it's like, you get orders to jump school. And I'm like, what is jump? I thought it was an acronym. I was like, what is jump? Like, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. Right. And, I, and, I, and so I'm going down and finally I go down there like, you're going to Fort Benning, Georgia. I'm like, okay, whatever the hell that's at, you know? And I get down there and I start seeing all these parachute stuff. And I'm like, oh, wait, hold up. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, jump like out of airplanes? Oh, hell no. I didn't know I was going to be a parachute rigger, right? That was oh, it. So okay. I was like, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, I don't really want to do this. And they're just like, and then, you know, you, a, a young PFC or a private is saying, I don't want to go to jump school. You get the shit kicked out of you by everybody else who's like an NCO who, who like done 10 years to be able to go to jump school, especially <laughs> yeah. in the Marines, right? Yeah. Anyway, so I go to jump school. Uh, great time. Blah, blah, blah. I, I dig it. But I was a horrible parachute rigger. I couldn't pack parachutes for shit, man. It was the worst thing. It was, and I, I can say this now, but I, you know, I did it for for six years, I guess seven years before I eventually. I was like, okay, I'm really bad at this, and I want to kill somebody one day, and I just don't. And I, I always hang out with the recon guys and all that stuff. And finally, I'm like, there was a rip coming up, a recon indoctrination program, and I was like, you know what? I want to go through it. I just, I don't care. I'll get destroyed. So I went through RIP, and which was a very grueling eight weeks of hell, right? And uh, and it was basically to see if you or man enough, or you have the, the skill set enough, no pun intended, uh, to be a recon marine, right? <clears throat> and, dude, I found out one thing in my life. I know how to suffer in silence like nobody's business, man. I can, I love pain. I don't know why. I'm an idiot, right? So the more miserable it got, the more I just like, this is fun. This is yeah. fucking the worst thing that ever happened to me in my life, but I love it. So, uh, which is all about being a recon marine. That's it. Everybody's like, oh, you got to have all these special skills. Like, no, you just got to learn to be miserable <laughs> and, and smile, right? So uh, so I did it, and I did well. And so my last 12 years in the Marines, I was in an 0321, which is a reconnaissance Marine. And uh, part of 1st Recon Battalion, 4th Force Recon. I was actually a recon instructor, man, and, and even a military freefall instructor, which I kind of mentioned earlier. But uh, it was a that was a very exciting career, I, I think, man. You know, um, did a couple of war deployments, fought in Somalia in 93. Um, Doing the whole Black Hawk Down thing, and then of course throughout Iraq and all that stuff during the invasion. In fact, uh, they did a HBO did a miniseries uh, on my unit called Generation Kill, man. Which it was kind of cool. I had a dude get to play me in the in the uh, you know like episode five or six. I don't know what it was, but uh, so it was kind of fun. It was a, it was a it was a blast. It was a good career. And the thing I think I like about the recon field was and why I got so I got along with everybody. I didn't realize it, it took me a couple of years, but it's filled with misfits. All right, it's filled with your yeah. skaters, your extreme snowboarders, your your guys that just didn't fit in. That and the guys that always had their hands in your pockets. If you're a marine, you know hands in your pockets is like instant death. Right? They would, right. Yeah. They would just execute you on the spot if you get caught in garrison with your hands in your pockets. Right? Um, so, yeah. uh, but it, it was like all these guys and, and everybody was that was how everybody. So I got along. It's like I found my tribe, you know. Mm -hmm. And it was like and everybody was just there was no real like 
tough guys. There's no real lifers. We call we call belt fed dudes, you know, and, and you know, BC, you know, there's these guys, mm-hmm. man, um, that are just like, oh yeah, you know, get your hair cut and giving you the knife hand everywhere. It was just more <laughs> long hair. How far we can we can take our hair to get uh, before we uh, you know get yelled at by first sergeants and and all that. And then when we go to war, we fucking destroy. We kick ass. It, it's great, you know. It's like literally just it's amazing. So um, yeah, I just fell in love with that man, and it was uh, that, that that was my home. Man. That was my home. So. Yeah, so it all started like as a as a f you to my uh, parents. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Twenty years later, you know, <laughs> and and so. then just taking that attitude, like you just said, who cares if you got your hands in your pockets? Who cares if mm-hmm. you got a mustache and you're not meeting mm-hmm. the grooming standards? Can you right. do the job that you're supposed to do? And then when you do and you excel, yeah, the same thing in the real world. It's like you can kind of you can get a job and and make pie charts and graphs, but sure. can you do the job? Can you you know what I mean? Like just putting yeah. forth that effort. And that was, that's what I think that like with everything that it looks like that you touch, if it's skill set, if it's, if it's straight eight photography, whatever it is, you're tackling it with that kind of like, like, can I master this skill? Not worry For about sure. this, but you know, um, and then now you, you've got a ter- I say terror trader. Cause I'm in the South Correct. and I say, I was telling ski, I'm like, Oh <laughs> man, you got to check this out. He's got terror trader, terror trader. He's like, He's like, what the hell is a Terra Trader? Hey, man, it's this thing called Terra Trader. I'm like, is it like a dinosaur? A dinosaur or something? No. Are you saying Terra or Terra? So then I had to to try to say... Uh, he, they like they sell horror, and then I'm like, I can't even say the yeah, word horror. Can't even say horror. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no. So tell us about that, man. Yeah, no. Okay, so there's one thing that man, I always tell people that that, that my love of skating. There's I don't know, it went hand in hand with my love of horror, right? Mm-hmm. And and that's not that H O R O R, right? My right. wife always laughs. She goes, "We own a horror shop," and she always like drops oh. her her shoulder down a little shirt over her shoulder. <laughs> not a horror shop, you know. <laughs> so it's a. Uh, <laughs> I guess that's more of a visual Ooh. joke, but anyway, <laughs> yeah. so, anyway, um, but um. I've always, man, I never forget as a kid, I went to, uh, I was like about 11 years old. I went to our local video shop called the, the Video Barn, and it was a little shithole just filled with neon lights and nothing but horror posters all over the place, right? And I'm like, all right, I'm going here. I'm going here looking for the mainstream ET or some shit, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I walk in, and it's this guy, he's probably about 55, and just kind of, you know, that typical old shop owner. And it was just like, he's like, hey, kid. Yeah, I know you're here for ET. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. He goes, but check out Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, he hands me the, God. he hands me a, D, or a VHS box, a Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I look at my brother because I wasn't going to buy it, right? But I look at my older brother, and he's like, oh, I'll freaking buy that for you, man. You know, I'll, I'll rent it. You're three bucks. And I went home that night, and I watched it like, you know, in the basement, dark by myself. And I'm like, oh, this is amazing. I was like terrified, and I fell in love right there, at 11 years old with horror. And I really. Never watched anything else. I just only went down, and I like bad horror. I like. Uh, I always say uh, a good horror movie has three Bs: <clears throat> boobs, blood, and bad acting. Man, I, that's a, that is my. I like. <laughs> I said I watch those movies all day long, man. And so, um, yeah, man. So I've always, always been a just a giant fan of of the, that that uh, that that genre, that movie genre, and um, and so even. You know, that was a goal as a kid, too, right? I'm like, one day, once again, I think I had entrepreneur spirit my whole life, man. I was like, I'd love to own a horror shop, man. I'd love to be cool, you know, or a video shop or something like that. But, you know, once again, you're 18, broke, you got no money and, you know, no real career path or whatever. So uh, I put that hole, I put that on hold. I put that on hold for 30 years, dude. You know, I did a 20 year career, did 10 years as, you know, magazine editor and a photo studio owner and all that stuff. But in the back of my head the whole time, I'm like, you know what? You know, you always kind of look at it, like, what's my retirement? 
job, right? What is it? What I want to ride into the sunset. And, um, and this is it. This was it. I was like, I want to own a horror shop, man. And just, you know, you ever seen clerks? Yeah. Have you ever seen oh, the yeah. clerks? Yes. Okay. That's what I wanted. And this is what I, I, I got. It. Be careful what you ask for. Cause I got it right. <laughs> yeah. Holy hell. Um, <laughs> yeah. So our shop, it's a, it's out here in Chandler, Arizona. Um, we're the only actually horror shop in the entire state, uh, which is another brilliant move by me. Uh, I'm patting myself on the back. You guys can't see this, uh, uh <laughs> in the park. uh, was I'm like, what the, cause LA, you know, California has got these type of shops. East coast got type of shops like this all over, but for some reason it never crossed the border into Arizona, but we got, it's a, you know, I live in the fifth largest city in America. And I'm like, there's a lot of horror fans here. I know. So um, I just rolled the dice, man. And I told my wife, I'm just like, you know what it was? I start, I, I'm a big collector as well. So I start collecting some of the really creepy stuff, man, like human skulls and, and you know, real human torsos and stuff like that. Stuff that people were like, can you have that? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Check your laws. I don't know. <laughs> you know, which are totally legal, by the way. You're fine. But unless you're like in Tennessee, uh, Alabama, and like Georgia, you know, some of some southern states, they don't, mm -hmm. some reason they don't like, uh, oh, Louisiana. Shocker, they don't like human skulls down there. A little voodoo action. Um, but anyway. So, uh, so my collection was getting huge at the house, right? And then one day, I don't forget, my wife comes home. She has dinner. She brought dinner, right? And, uh, and on the table was a human torso, <laughs> skeleton. <laughs> it was like 300 years old and all that stuff. And yeah. I was like, I just unpacked it. I stuck it there. And that's when she's like, you got to stop. You, you got to do something. She's like, go open your store. I was like, yes, that's all I needed. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, there we went. So I opened the store about seven months ago. And, uh, wow, it has been incredible, man. We've grown. I've went from a 2000 square foot store to a 4,000 within a couple of months. And, uh, we have, it's, it's, it's so rad, dude. And it's like, like I said, clerks, I get the weirdest people come through here and I say weird with affection. They're just like, every day I see you come to the door and I'll have an hour conversation with a weird pansexual unicorn, you know, or something fucking with half of the tail behind her. And I'm just like, you know what? But it's awesome conversations because one thing we don't cover. I don't allow in my shop and it's politics, right? Yes. Uh, um, thank, you. thank you. Yeah. It's something that destroys, it's destroying, uh, and not to jump on a, uh, just kind of run the mood type of train, but it's destroying our country, right? The, the, the divide, everybody's, the, you know, and the, the social media aspect of politics is destroying and it's brainwashing a lot of people. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do a little social experiment and I will never allow politics to come through my door. And I've kicked out a couple people that have tried it. I mean, really, I've, I've literally kicked them outside. and like, you come back when you don't, you just want to talk horror. And, uh, and I laugh because uh, the other day, it was a perfect example. I have two people in a deep conversation for an hour in front of my counter, right? Which, you know, you just sit there. Once again, clerks, right? It was, it was amazing. <laughs> it was the weirdest conversation. One was a die, I know, one was a diehard um, resistor, right? Uh, liberal. And the other was a cop. And neither of them had a, a clue about each other. And they, they were in the best conversation about Friday the 13th, because it was Friday the 13th time, about uh, the whole genre up and down for like an hour. And I'm like, I'm just laughing. Because at least you knew about right. their pat. You know, I go, they would be throwing bricks at each other, arresting, beating each other. Mm -hmm. It was awesome. And so I, I proved a point to myself that you get rid of politics we kind of all come together, you know, and we have some, as long as there's one common bond and this common bond here was, you know, horror movies and stuff like that. It was amazing, man. And I see it day in, day out. So I really enjoy it. And dude, I'm telling you, it's, um, it's taking a lot of stress off me because when the, in the skill set days, you know, we were in the politics, man, you know, we were, we were, you know, we were out there kind of, you know, raising our arms and yelling at people that were anti-cop and doing all this stuff. And, you know, which is, I still will, 
I still, you know, go against people who are anti-police or whatever, anti-military and stuff like that. People just hate our country. I don't like that, you know? Um, but it's, um, you know, it was very taxing. You would spend hours of your day on Twitter and just, you know, social media, just going through the sewage piles, you know, and, yeah. and you get done and you just feel your life feels really shitty. And, uh, <laughs> I've gotten away with that, uh, again, again, away from that, excuse me. And, uh, Man, I think I've I've actually uh, I've, uh, I feel really like I drank vampire, but I'm almost fifty. But people are like, man, I don't look a day over forty five, so it's awesome. I've lost four years. Now. Well, like, it, <laughs> and like you said, it's like you're you're getting to make money doing what you enjoy, yep. and for sure. And you're right, like with the the politics involved and and social media and and, and skill set and stuff. My thing, yeah. like growing up, my mom always told me because she had friends from all different backgrounds. She's like, son. You don't ever speak two things. You don't speak about religion or politics. And I didn't understand it at a young age. And she said, yeah. you start to go down that path talking politics, you're going to be spick- spitting chiclets before the end of the conversation. <laughs> I didn't know what that meant. She's like, you can get your damn teeth it. knocked out. you know. Yes. And then now, flash forward, that's how it is now. I, I mean, people get really yeah. hyped uh, and mad. So I liked it. And, and skiing, I always talk about bonding over music or anything like that like for you it's yep. horror movies you know or skateboarding sure. or whatever so it's cool to hear that two complete strangers are in your store loving friday the 13th you know yeah and, and bonding and like your rule is like like no politics like you can hang out here just just don't go yep. down that path and really that's just uh, the the bridge or we can get or we can bridge the gap by just yeah. simply doing that if everybody goes okay let me p- push the pause button and just yep. bond with people and build rapport and the same thing like with social media. One of the reasons I, I was never on it, I always worried about that. I'd hear all the negative stuff. And going yeah. out to a SHOT Show and hanging out with y'all, uh, Ursula Williams is like, hey, what are you on? what's your right. handle on Instagram? And I'm like, uh, I, don't, I don't have Instagram. I don't have, I've never even had MySpace. I don't have any of that stuff. She's like, look, you got to get on Instagram. Like, as much as you talk and you like people, get on there. So then by getting on Instagram, like, I yeah. filtered out any kind of politics, but then started networking with people. And it's, sure. the, it's the same thing, like just enjoying that and talking to people and then and building it, stuff like that where you go, Damn, check out what Jason's doing. He's got this you know store right outside of Phoenix and you you post those videos and I'm like, yeah. oh, see, he's, he's got me with the videos too because I don't, <laughs> I, I'm not into the horror movies because yeah. the first time I saw uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, I was about eight years old. Oh, and, oh you beat me. <laughs> no, no, no. Well, see, I had an older brother who loves those movies. And he yeah. and a bunch of uh, friends had a copy of it. And my mom and her friends are sitting in like the kitchen drinking uh, Old Milwaukee. You know what I mean? Mm. And <laughs> he's like, let's watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And I'm like, no, no, no. I don't, I don't know if I want to do that. <laughs> so about like, I don't know, 20 minutes into it, I'm like, ooh, this is not good. And I go and try to tell my mom like, hey, I'm not really into Texas Chainsaw Massacre. And she's like, son, that's about some damn silly shit. Now take your ass back in there and watch that movie. <laughs> So go back in there and watch it. Well, at the end, you know, it's the, uh, no spoiler alert here, but at the end, uh, Leatherface is just like spinning around with a freaking yeah. chainsaw in the street and there's no resolution in my mind and I'm, I'm freaking out and my brother leans over and he's like, hey, you know this is based on a true story, right? Oh, yeah, baby. And they, and they never caught him. For the next five years, man, I'm looking over my shoulder all the time. Oh, man. Every time I try yes. to go to sleep, like Leatherface gonna come kill me, man. So that's probably what turned me off, man. Turned me off, got, it? Yeah. yeah. I never got into it, man. <laughs> no, it's a, look, man. It's 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 a fun genre, I think, because it's a, you know, it's like I, I never met anybody who's like who's like I'm such a, a huge fan of romantic comedies, and and then I'm like really. <laughs> 
let's talk about it. No one has a conversation about it, right? right, right. Uh, horror, horror, the horror genre itself has about 70,000 subgenres, right? You know, it's like mm. you have all types of, I like body horror, I like psychological, I like paranormal, blah, 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 blah. You know, you, you can go down a list, right? And, um, so there's something for everybody that that uh, that loves horror movies, right? I know I meet uh, tons of people that who, who freaking hate horror movies, right? And, and but yeah, they, they still come to the shop because they like the, the freak show. They like seeing yeah. the weird stuff we got here. And it's like you know, once again, I go into the oddities room and you get to see all types of human skulls and crazy stuff. Or you know, um, it was so funny. We had uh, someone come up the other day who bought like I don't know, two hundred dollars worth of Scream the movie, Scream stuff, right? And I was like, "Whoa, all right, big, big fan, huh?" She's like, "Oh, I've never seen it because <laughs> I don't like horror movies. I just like Ghostface. It just looks cool." I'm just like, "Amazing!" Uh, I'm just like, "Okay, you know, yeah, whatever. Uh, yeah. That'll be two hundred and fifty dollars." Uh, so you know, <laughs> right, right. so it's crazy. You find it, people. So even on the, if you don't like horror, movies, people actually like uh, the fandoms. You know, uh, a lot of video games are putting horror movie characters in them. You know. Um, Dead was it Dead by Daylight or something? I don't know. Some of my kid plays it all the time, uh, and I'm like, you can be chased by Michael Myers or you know Pinhead from Hellraiser, and mm. and 90 percent of people have no clue who these people are, but it's actually reviving these these uh, you know these these movies again and, and all that stuff, which is cool because these days, man, I'll be the first to tell people horror movies these days suck. There's nothing good about them. They they're because and and it goes back to point number one that we had. They inject politics in, all right? Mm-hmm. The 80s was great. Once again, you have my, my three Bs. I don't have to repeat it. But you know what I'm talking about, right? The three <laughs> yeah. Bs. You know, you do a, a, a slasher movie in the 80s. You know, a, 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 I'll be very general about this. A Friday the 13th, a, a Nightmare on Elm Street or something, you know, like that. It was easy. You don't, you, you don't need a lot. Of, there's not a lot of, you know, you don't need to interject politics. So people are just there to have some fun and watch people get killed and, you know, and, and maybe have people, naked people and, and are watching teens do something stupid and then they go do something stupid right afterwards, you know, after they get done out of the drive-in, you know. There was fun stuff like that and it was a good stress relief. It was a good talking point, you know, and, and, uh, and it also goes back to the days where a lot of horror movies like these days don't get seen because we have you know, streaming problems, right? And I say streaming problems is you can watch a movie for five minutes going, this sucks, turn it off, right? Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, you spend four hours trying to find a movie and it's midnight and you're like, I gotta go to bed, you know? <laughs> yeah. So yeah. we're back in the in the 80s and 90s, uh, you have video store, right? And, and you're bo- the box art sold you, all right? Mm-hmm. The best box art pulled it off the shelf and you know what? I don't care how bad that movie is. If it sucked, guess what? I paid $3 for this. We're going to watch <laughs> yeah. it. And we're going to gather around. We're going to enjoy this freaking thing, you know, <laughs> whatever. I don't care if it's Toxic Avenger 7. Let's right. do it. Let's watch this thing, you know. And uh, so you got to see a lot more movies back then. And then how did you find out about the new movies was the trailers and the, yeah. the movie you're watching. So there was, it was, I think the process of getting into watching movies, I think it was, it was harder process to be able to find a, a good movie back in those days and, and, and then d- dive down deep into that genre and have some fun with it today it's just man you can be so picky and just like you know and then be so indecisive as well you know so you don't get uh, and like i said it ruins a lot of family time i, I say family time because i make my family watch them uh <laughs> whether they like it or not uh it's like we own a damn horse shop you got to be knowledgeable <laughs> in this stuff man but uh, it's also it's kind of it's kind of fun you know once again we'll pick a movie and i know it's gonna suck i'm like this is gonna this is man, she's gonna hate this but i make her sit through it my wife i would say her and uh she gets at the end of the day, we got something to talk about. And, you know, when you can talk about how bad a movie is, it's just as good as talking about how good a movie is. I always Absolutely. tell people that, right? I've had uh, some of the best conversations about bad movies in our store than I have about, you know, your blockbusters, you know, or whatever. So, yeah, it's a blast, man. So I think I think I'm going to prove you wrong, man. I think I'm going to okay. open the first successful rom-com store. 
Oh man. Based on your attitude of perseverance and uh, I don't give a shit. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Send you a postcard. So I'm thinking, are you, do you have, so you've only been open seven months. Are you going to do anything around Halloween? Like more than just the store? Do you have any plans for, yeah. Cause I do that right now. Mm -hmm. So once a month we have like, so where our our store model is and I won't bore people, but is if everybody's been to an antique mall, right. Mm -hmm. Where it's just a, you know, a bunch of booths with a bunch of grandma's old, you know, dishes. Right. So it's exactly like that, man. I was like, once again, brilliant plan on me by, and I say brilliant because it was a total accident, but I was like, I went to an antique shop and I wanted to get in to start selling my weird stuff. And they were like, well, it's an eight month wait. Sorry, sir. I'm like, damn it. Wait a minute. It's an eight month wait. I'm like, brilliant. I go, all right, here we go. So I, our model is we have 50 vendors inside our store. Right. And they all sell their own stuff. They all sell their own stuff. And we always take percentage and sell rent, you know, rent them out. But it's, uh, they're all our own little micro influencers. Mm-hmm. So they're all, you know, once you're in a, you sell an Etsy is one thing. Okay. That's great. But if I'm in a brick and mortar store, it's, it's a pride thing. It goes with that. Right. It's like, hell yeah, come see my shop inside Terra Trader, blah, 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 blah. And they, they, they advertise like crazy for us, which is amazing. I mean, I, I couldn't ask for anything better. But, we have like 50 vendors waiting to get in. So we got a huge wait list right now, right? Which telling me I need a bigger place. But once a month, dude, we throw this big bash. It's like called sales from the dark side. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a little play <laughs> yeah, on word. Yeah. I know. Stupid. I know, but it, it works. And it's a it's a one-day convention, right? Like a mini Comic-Con type of convention where we let these vendors, we, we rent out an 8,000 square foot spot. We, we line it up with pipe and drape and all these vendors that are waiting to get in go out and sell. And then everybody shows up in like cosplay. So they're all like, and, you know, there's like 20 Jason Voorhees and there's Freddy Krueger's and there's people killing everybody. It's amazing, man. So we do these and it's a, it's become one of the, a huge staple here in Phoenix. It's, it's a big party. Thousands of people come to these things. Right. Wow. So, um, so yeah, a lot of pressure come October, right. To, yeah. to do a big bash and, uh, we're going to do it, man. I'm teaming up with all these local haunts. And, and all this stuff, and we're just we're gonna dominate, man. We're just what we do. <laughs> no, I'm just picturing you know, and just make this world creepy, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm just picturing that full immersion. You know, like the escape rooms and the haunted houses, mm-hmm. and that's that's how you get the. You know, you you like to watch the movies, but then you want to yeah. immerse into it. So that's why haunted houses are so appealing. And dude, with Absolutely. your background and everything you got going on, I'm just picturing this really cool. Like, hey, c- come live in the world of horror for a couple hours. Do you guys need to? You need to hop. I know we're across the country. But um, you need to come out. Yeah. <laughs> have some fun, man. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, we, we, we have a blast. But yeah, and, that, and that's the beauty about this this business we're in now is it's so community-based. Once again, like we kind of explained it. Everybody, all walks of life are coming together, right? Because of our one common thing, right? Uh, which is hard because I've never been in a business like that. You know, as a gun photographer, you're, you you got one side of the aisle you're dealing with, obviously, right? Um, as skill set, you're still kind of dealing, you know, you have some mid- middle ground, but you also have the right side more than anything, which mostly are our fan base, you know? Um, so this is the first time I've ever done anything where we're bringing right, left, middle, everybody together. And it's, and it's pretty rad, man. I'm not going to yeah. lie. It's actually, it's refreshing. And when the look out there and seeing, you know, half the people with purple, blue hair, uh, the other half look like high and tights, like they're just they're getting ready to go on patrol the next day or <laughs> yeah. something. And they're yeah. all getting along, man. And they're all having fun. And they're all being chased by, you know, Jason Voorhees or they're all dressed yeah. up like, you know, whatever. I'm just like, this is pretty rad, man. Yeah, you know, I, this I is cool, to, man. I want to make one comment on that. I love it. Like you said, the social experiment and uh, something yeah. that BC says a lot is you can't hate face to face. Right. And, yes. I, and I'm thinking that conversation between the, you know, the radicalist and the resistor and, and law enforcement, had you interjected that an hour into the conversation, 
I guarantee you they would have both said, I'm going to make an exception for this person, right? I bet you're right. I'm going to make an right. exception for this resistor. I'm going to make an exception for this cop. And, and now I'm thinking, we need to get out of this. You know, social media is a great thing. It's a great tool. But, man, get face-to-face -face with people, and you're going to realize all the barriers yeah. that we're putting in between ourselves, yeah. they do not outweigh all the commonalities. I agree. They don't. I, I 100%. And you know what's funny? We do, we do two things. Uh, I get calls uh, daily. Uh, hey, do you guys ship? Do you guys ship? Can you ship? You know? Uh, no. You got to come to the store. See, First off, yeah. get off the couch. That's cool. Drop yes. the phone. Get off the couch. Come down here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And mm -hmm. experience it. And I've, I've built a store up to where it is an experience. There's giant monsters all over the place. And you've probably seen videos. I don't know BC has at least. Yes. Right? You know, yeah. what we got in the store. It's very visual, which that's the world we live in too you know and once again everybody's you're scrolling through your phone you whether you're flipping for a date or you're just going through uh you know whatever instagram you're everything's visual pictures 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 so i, I built the store around that so get, get get your ass off the couch come down here and check it out um but the the second thing on that too is um you're right if i would have said hey by the way this guy's a cop and by the way this guy's probably you know, a reject Antifa guy or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they probably looked at it and laughed and like, well, this probably wouldn't have happened anywhere outside, but you know, they probably would have high five. And just, that was a mood that day, you know, uh, which is cool. Now I've been outed. I have been outed here at my own store. Mm. Um, we had a, a vendor and I'll, I'm, I'm always open about this stuff. And uh, we had a vendor. I keep my past a little, I don't talk about my past. People like, you know, but people hit the Google button, they find stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and a lot of people come in like, Whoa, Jason, you got a lot of chapters in your life. I'm like, Oh shit. They Google me. All right. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> but most people don't give a shit. They're just like, they laugh. Like, and, you know, they're like, Whoa, you're like a dude guy, man. You're a real bro. Like, but then I was like, all right, whatever. You know, I was like, yeah. um, but I had one vendor who, um, she was from Austin. Um, right. Uh, and she had, you know, in, in her bio, she had a lot of pronouns and it says activists, right. You know, and, in her, in her, <laughs> so I was like, all right, here we go. Um, but I was super nice to her. We were always, we got along amazing. I mean, we were like best buddies, right? Cause we knew nothing about each other. Right. And then, uh, well, I knew about her, but I didn't care. Um, and then one day she comes in and she was preaching climate change and all this shit. And I'm like, you got to get out of here. I'm not going to let that happen, you know? And, uh, and that kind of set her off a little bit. And that was nice. But I'm like, Hey, not here. She went and hit the Google button, went down and found out about skill set. Went, found out about my gun photography, blah, blah, blah. And found out this was a Marine, you know? Mm -hmm. And that was, uh, she was the type that that set her to the, uh, off the high and right, right? Boom. She just went, and then uh, left the store. She goes, I'm, I'm pulling out because I don't support what you support. And I'm like, what don't, I support horror. What are, you, what are you talking about? You know, or whatever. <laughs> and so, mm -hmm. but she, I, and I know what she was talking about. But then she went on, here's the best part. So I'm like, okay, we lose a vendor, big deal. I have 50 more waiting, bring it in. Um, <clears throat> she went and tried to, and contacted all my vendors and said, here's screenshots of skill set magazine here's here's jason swore the real jason swore and i'm like all right this is gonna get interesting right not one gave a shit right. not one yeah every single vendor's like yeah okay big deal so what we all have past jason's a really cool guy he doesn't preach anything in the store besides horror uh go f yourself that's what they told everybody so yep. it told her and it was brilliant it was like the night it was like yes you know a little light shine down on me i'm like thank you guys you know and it shows that once again everybody has different past everybody has this and that doesn't mean if if you're an asshole you're an asshole in real life exactly, you know what i'm saying yeah. whether you know and you guys know that more than anybody right so <laughs> people yeah. you, you guys yeah. deal with but uh it's like i can be on the other end of the spectrum politically and still be a really fun person to be around and, and all that you know once again and uh, and and we've learned that here at the store. It's like I'm I'm not, I feel like a little kumbaya, but I gotta hold hands. But it's like that. Man. I love it's, it. 
it's yeah. fun, man. And I think I, I think America or maybe the world needs a little bit more of that. And you know, it's like kind of get back in the day. I mean, the political party's been around since the beginning of cavemen, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. This guy lives on the south side, I live on the north side of this rock, and we hate each other, right? <laughs> right. But it's um it's it's one of those things we've we've figured it out. We've learned to get along with each other. Um, these days with social media, you're right. It seems like we can't, mm-hmm. you know, and and but it, that's the design. The news doesn't sell when it's a happy day and here's some puppies, you know? Yeah. No, the news sells yeah. when the world's on fire and, you know, blah, blah, blah. So, um, and once you figure that out, in which a lot of young people haven't figured it out, even old people, because people are brainwashed, mm-hmm. uh, they haven't figured out that the media is here to divide, to, you know, to divide you, mm-hmm. to, you know, and that's how they do it. Whether it's Fox News or CNN, you know, there's a side, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and so, uh, and it's, it's very damaging, I think, to a lot of people's brains and psyches and, and just... But it's like, uh, I don't know, BCP went to Sears School back in the day. Um, Sears School, man, they would brainwash you out of Sears School, right? And it's mm-hmm. designed, and they do a good job. And you didn't realize, like, I can't be brainwashed until, like, you do two weeks of starvation and, you know, just propaganda putting your ear and getting shit slapped out of you. You're like, I can't be brainwashed, you know? Right. So it is, yeah. I, I, that's when I open my eyes. and like, you know, I was a very strong-willed person, and I have no problem. I go, but imagine a weak-willed person. And a very per- someone could be persuaded by some some a superstar or a a, a uh, you know a movie star, um, they're going to say exactly what they that, that person says. So it's very easy to get brainwashed. And and I see and they're doing it for to damage people. I believe so. That's that's my two cents on it. You know, and it's, yeah, and it sucks. Well, that's the thing too. Like you're saying though, we got to just actively counter that with physically yeah. getting face to face, talking to people. Put even though like sadly that vendor was kind of being a fascist, like, well, if you don't agree sure. with what I agree, I'm gonna, I'm not only gonna pull my stuff, but I'm gonna try and destroy your yeah. business. You know, that, yeah. I don't dig that. Try to cancel me. Yeah. So yeah. So one of the things that Ski and I always talk about, and we've done this with with gang members and drug dealers, mm-hmm. and we're building rapport. We always end up talking about music. Mm-hmm. It's always that nice. idea too. Like, so for you, it's movies and stuff. And I know your your musical background, but it's like we we've been to shows before where we're quite sure the people who have a cab on their jacket and stuff are, are yep. feeling just a certain way about cops. But that may be because they haven't had that interaction, sure. that face to face, or to understand that in the pit or in this you know show of like three hundred people in a club, you know yeah. twenty of them are probably cops who who are really doing some really good work and, and are <laughs> right. putting their life on the line, saying. Hey, I, I want to you know help society. I want to change things, but I also want to watch you know Agnostic Front play, or I also want to watch <laughs> you know this Circle Jerk show or Descendants yeah. or whoever, because all these bands are touring now, and we're get, yeah. getting a chance now to get back and go to shows. And so it's like one of those things where uh, we always like to ask people and the guests, like, tell us you know w- one band or or a record mm. or something like you want to try and turn somebody on. You know, it's kind of like if we were talking movies, you would say, hey, go check out Killer Clowns, right? From Outer Space. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, Dude, I got great. you. So, yeah. So is there a certain band like that that you kind of, you know, and I don't, I, I know there's so many of them, but is there a band yeah. that you're like, here's a really cool one that, that people should check out or that sort of thing? I mean, I, you know, once again, I, I, my musical taste, you know, as a bit punk and all that stuff, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm stuck in the 80s a lot, you know, yeah. and then, um, but, I, you know, and I love all the old stuff, man. I mean, even like even new punk, I say newer, you start getting a 90s punk, man, and, and stuff. I mean, I love Meat Men. I love, uh, you know, Smut Peddlers and all these guys are just like, yeah. people are like, who? And I'm like, but, um, you know, once again, for us, is like, same thing. Music comes up a lot here. You know, I got music, you know, a lot of punk. I got a lot of stuff blaring at the store a lot as well. 
and uh, I see a lot of people with different musical tastes, but you know, I go, there's one common ground. Once again, I can always say one band, it, it, it will start a conversation here at the store and everybody loves, and it's the Misfits, right? Uh, yeah. You know, okay. once again, yeah. granted, yeah. they're very, they're very popular these days. And, you know, when, you know, I used to listen to Misfits when they were, you know, still real punk, you know, and all yeah. that stuff, I guess. Yeah. And, and nothing wrong. I mean, once again, they, uh, nothing wrong with these guys making a dollar, man, you know, mm-hmm. and, and they're so popular now. Um, and so I'll see, I was like, 80% of people walk through our door have a Misfits shirt. Now, how many people yeah. have listened to it? And that's what I ask. I'm like, I don't, I don't do this. Hey, what's your favorite Misfits album, right? Because then you put right. people on the spot. And I'm just yeah. like, I'm like, Misfits. I go, and I'll go tell them about when I saw a show. You know, yeah. I'll go tell them, you know, I'm like, oh man, I'm a, I'm a Michael Graves guy. And people are like, what? You suck. I'm like, yeah, I know I suck. I, you know, everybody <laughs> likes dancing, but I like, I like the grave error. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I start with that because I know it's a common ground. Um, and, and, and it's a, a music and it's punk, right? It's, it's horror punk or whatever. And, and you see that, you know, I got tattoos of misfits. I don't know where the hell they're at, you know, yeah. but, uh, you know, everybody's got t-shirts. So it's a good start. And then I go down and they're real punk. So they like, you know, start talking what else they like, you know, I was a DRI fan. I was this and that. I, or even you get these guys that come in and like, and you can tell their fifties. Yeah, and I'll, I'll see something. And I'm like, all right, let me see this guy's a little punk. And then you start talking to these guys. I'm like, dude, I used I go I grew up in San Francisco. I watched the Ramones. I watched this. I'm like, dude, that's rad, you know. And so you got a common ground, and it's a good conversation piece, man. You know. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, I would say as general and as broad as that is. No, it I is, like it. Yeah, yeah, you know. Um, so if I said like smut pillars, people are like, okay, dude, thanks. <laughs> Oh man, right. weirdo, yeah, I'm yeah, out of yeah. here. You know, no, <laughs> and that, it's, like yeah, that. yeah. It's just kind of like a generic question that we will. I mean, we'll put sure. people on the spot all the time like that. So it, you know, it's just it's one of those things that, and just like you said, that one commonality, especially at Misfits. Like when I wear the um, the skill set shirt, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh <laughs> like, yeah, nice people, design. By yeah, way, yeah, yeah, thank you. Uh, people are always like, oh, and, you know, and then it just starts that conversation because of sure. of the ghost or whatever. But you know, the whole idea of. Uh, everybody kind of just getting together, liking one certain type of music or one band like yep. that. Because I would probably you hit the nail on the head. Misfits is almost like Motorhead. Like you got people yes. that dig Motorhead that are way over into like old Iron Maiden and Dio, but then are also still into metal or whatever. But sure, no, nah, I, I I like it, man. That's that's good. No, I do too. And like even like when they, people are like, "Well, I'm not a punk guy. I, you know, I love death metal." And I'm like, "Cool, I'm going to go watch." You know whatever cannibal corpse tonight you know and <laughs> right. which we get a lot of shows i deicide just came out here i was at the show people right. were like you go to that show i'm like hell yeah i go to any show you know yeah. i'm like look i'm i'm at my hourglass is, is i'm on the wrong side of my hourglass right now you know i'm, yeah. I'm pushing 50 <laughs> uh, i've had a hard life no I've, the government's injected me with a lot of weird shit right you know anthrax vaccines i don't know how long we'll live so i'm like i'm gonna have as much fun as possible man you yeah know? Um, and, and so I go to all types of shows, man. You know, I'm, I went to Dying Fetus the other day. And they're like, really? You go to Dying Fetus? I'm like, yeah, it's a fucking great show, man. You know? So um, I don't do country. I tried. <laughs> I, mean, yeah. I tried, man. Yeah. So I'm a little, uh, when it comes to country, but, uh, you know, I kind of sit back, smile and wave like, yeah, this sucks. But all right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but, uh, but uh, and that's just me. But, you know, I'll, I'll sit and talk music anyway. Because once again, you're trying to find a common ground, right? And it's with a, it's so many people walk to this door and I greet everybody. I'm like, you know, I'm that Jason swore in their face. Hey, how you doing today? You know? Yeah, and so many yeah. people, they look down to the ground. Oh, hi. And they walk away, right? Very intimidated. And I'm like, I'm seeing, I would say 80% of people are very socially awkward and they don't want to, they just not used to conversations. And I, yeah. I blame 2020, 2021, living with masks on our face, hidden from people. I blame that a lot, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I've also blamed social media. People can, 
they can do all the talking behind a keyboard, right? Um, but when I get there, and I'm like, all right, this person's ice cold. I got to figure out something, you know. I ask them about the day, ask them what they're getting into, and I'll find, I'll find within 30 seconds a common ground, right? Whether it's, you know, I don't know, whatever it may be, you know, I'm gonna go play Dungeons and Dragons. I'm like, all right, I don't play that shit. Um, let me think here. I'm like, you know what? The artwork, I freaking love Dungeons and Dragons artwork. I go, you know, and then I just say something, and next thing you know. We're having, they open up, their eyes open up, they kind of yeah. start talking and they come out of the shell. You can tell they haven't been on the shell in years, you know? Mm-hmm. And they're like, this weird old guy with a bunch of tattoos <laughs> standing behind his counter is actually interested in what I have to say. Now, am yeah. I? It doesn't matter if I am or not. I'm still, I just, I'm doing my part to get people out of their shell and become humans again, right? Mm-hmm. You know? And, uh, and then that just opens up and then you build, a, and then they're life-loving customers. They come back because they want to say hi to me or say hi to who's behind the counter and actually brighten their day a little bit. People come to the store like, hey, I don't want to buy anything. I just want to come talk to you guys because you guys are awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so awesome. That's, yeah. I, and I love that, man. I dig yeah. that, you know? And, yeah. and so, so yeah, so whether it's music, whether it's something, man, it's like you got to find it. And, and you know, we're, 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 I say the alpha type of people, we're, we ha- we're the ones that need to go out and actually initiate these things, I always say. And I imagine you guys as cops, I you guys probably have the, you know, you're in a, you're in a bad situation. The conversations start pretty bad already. Well, right? you like, know well, what's really cool, though, is we, we've already been talking about doing an entire episode on just rapport building and teaching people how to have conversations, right? And and you're yeah. doing it at the, at, at the store level, but it, what you're talking about is literally no different than what you do when you're in a in a position of authority, whether you're the, sure. the you know, a big boss at a corporation or you're a law enforcement officer or you're a high-ranking officer or, uh, you know, in the military or you're the instructor. Yep there still has to be commonality otherwise you're not going to make a connection so i'm just sitting here listening to what you're saying i'm like well dang we don't even need to talk about this because we just need to go (laughs) back to jason's episode but you hit (laughs) you hit the nail on the head it does take people you know there are those people that want to go through life with their nose down and make no eye contact and i think that's just because you know nobody's ever gave them a chance or nobody's ever i agree yeah and you know it does take the you know there's outgoing people that that you know, like yourself and, but yeah. it, it just Show takes me, that yeah. one person to just say, Hey, you know, like, let's have a conversation. Let's have some fun. You know, if you dive down deep ski into somebody, I, everybody wants to talk about themselves. They, they may not never admit it, but they always want, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's human nature to be able to do some type of brag. Hey, I'm, I got out of bed today. It was pretty awesome. I haven't been out of bed in three days. You yeah, know what? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a small accomplishment. Really? You haven't got a bed? What's up? What's up, man? What's up? Right. You know, oh, I don't like, you know, whatever. And I, I'm kind of throwing as a really general thing, but I've heard that before, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I hear all types of stuff. And, um, but I think people, when you actually show interest in people, whether you're genuine or not, right? Uh, you don't have, I always tell people, because, like, you know, my employees that come in here, I'm like, like oh, I don't want to talk to this guy. I'm like, I know you don't, but talk to him anyway. You know what I'm saying? I go, just trust me. And then next thing they know, they have a good half an hour conversation. And they go, yeah, it's pretty cool. I go, because you have to pull it out of them a lot these days, you know? Um, you'll know when the guy comes in and is like, hey, dude, what's you always have the guys who want to talk too much about themselves. You're like, okay, you got to learn to defer that as well. But, uh, you know, to me, it's always a challenge. And it's just like, man, it's probably a really good person that's just been you know, locked up, shunned down, you know, the world's against them. No one likes them. Maybe they're bullied at school. You don't know what the hell happened. Maybe their mom just died. You'd have no idea. Right. Get into their head a little bit, have some fun with them and watch them open up and then watch it. It's actually amazing. I know this is very kumbaya shit I'm, I'm throwing out there, but it's, um, it's pretty cool, man. It's a little bit of satisfaction too, that you're like, man, I just got that person out of the shell. And what else are they going to do? What other good things are they going to do? What are they can go do great things now? Cause a lot of people are just so beat down, man, you know? And, and, I blame, once again, I go media, government, all types of shit like that. I go, we've been beaten down over the past two years, and it's like, all right, someone's got to help 
get people out of their shells and get people back into civilization and having some fun. And, uh, you know, same thing. It's a store. You walk in with a mask. I don't wear masks, dude. I, I, I mean, I've had COVID twice. I'll put that shit on a hot dog and eat it. I don't right. care. Right. Um, <laughs> and that's just my opinion. But, um, it's, uh, people come in and they're triple masks and all that. I treat them just like anybody else, man. Mm-hmm. I don't, I, there's no judgment. Hey, it's your life, bro. You know, if that makes you, you want to be in a bubble. Great. I, I'm here to help have fun with you and all that stuff, man. You know, um, and, and, and people are actually cool about that. Cause they look in like, Oh, no mask here. I don't know if I'm like, come on in. Fuck. You're fine. You know, enjoy yourself, man. And, uh, and so there it's, it's just being a good person and opening up like that. It's, um, I don't know. I'm at that stage in my life that I'm, I've, I've dealt a lot of hate in my life, man, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. uh, and, and I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not going to say I'm over it. Cause I, you know, you know how we are. You can always <laughs> deal hate if you need to. Right. <laughs> right. You yeah. kind of bottle that, put that break glass in case of war type of shit. Right. Yeah. But right now I want to try to deal with some positivity, man. Have some fun yeah, with people, man. So and, uh, awesome. and do my little part before, you know, on these days we check out and you know, whatever is do my part to just better society and get us back to some type of normalcy. Man, I don't know if that's possible, and but that's at least I can try yeah. Yeah, but I think you're doing so much more than you'll ever know, man. Like that's just mm. so cool that you have this following and you have people that stop by the shop just because they want to yeah. talk. And you're an outlet, man. And you know, stereo yeah. I could stereotype the hell out of you and say, Oh, he's this alpha male, career military guy, run several successful businesses, this and that. That guy's not gonna give two shits about me. He wants to run and chum it up with all these people that are yeah. a big deal. That's the complete opposite of who you are, man, which is so cool. No, I t- and I try to, I mean, it's like, you know what I've learned? Here's what I learned. I learned a lot from, believe it or not, um, I always say from the blurry face guys, right? So I taught, uh, I taught parachuting to uh, CAG, Delta Force guys, right? And, uh, and dev group guys as well. Um, and, and you know, what's one thing I was like, oh man, these are the biggest, here comes the biggest attitudes in the world. I've met the most down to earth, coolest people, guys who've canoed heads daily, right? You know, mm-hmm. are the nicest people in the world. I always mm-hmm. say MMA fighters are the nicest people in the world too, because you get punched in the face constantly. Um, I've never met an, I mean, you guys probably have, but I personally never met a, a pro MMA guy, top level, that has been a real asshole. Now, they may look it on, on camera, that's just selling a fight, right? Um, but same with a lot of these Delta Force guys, these cat, you know, whatever. Most of them are really freaking cool. Uh, they're really down to earth. Now I know there's a few that want to go, sell, you know, sell books and whatever, and you know, do the thing. Mainly Navy SEALs. Um, <laughs> shout out to my brothers out there in blue. Uh, but um, but uh, you know, the, the the one of my favorite guys, this guy, uh, his name is Marcus Bacali. Man, he is uh, he is a hero of mine. He was a CAG dude for decades, um, and now he's just like a snowboarder bum. You know, mm-hmm. but he has the best outlook on life and he's just, he's the most kindest person. This guy's killed more people than cancer and he's the most nicest person in the world, man. You know, but you don't want to cross that guy. You know what I'm saying? That's right. like, that's yeah. a guy that you're like, you know, in the back of your head, this guy would take the shirt off his back to a total stranger. He's over there feeding homeless. He's ever doing all this stuff. But the second you hurt his children or you do something, he will bury you. You know, so it's like, I love those type of people, you know, it's like, because they're yeah. out there trying, trying to do, they're trying to make a little, they've dealt enough hate in their lives. And done enough damage, and they kind of want to, you know, do good, man. They want to like end out on a good note, because at the end of the day, you got to meet somebody, whether you believe in, you know, whatever your maker is, you believe in, you, you're going to have to meet that person or whatever, or you know, whatever. And you want to be able to like, I don't know. I just like, okay, you know what? I did the best I could in life, man. You know, uh, and and here I am. Judge me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? But so uh, I know that kind of got weird religion shit, but it's uh, it's it's I don't know. It's how I feel about things. So if I can go out and make someone's day better, sounds good to me. You know, and I, I like hope someone it. does it to me because we all have bad yeah. days, right? I mean, especially you guys. Jesus, man, I can't yeah. imagine the stresses that you guys go through as, as police officers. Um, you know, everybody's like, oh, you did military. I'm like, that's 100% different. 100% different, man. Because, you know, our bad guys, you know, 
you, you, I never forget in Iraq. If they, if they got, uh, I was for a month or about a month. If they have combat boots, you can kill them, right? Mm. <laughs> Regardless, if they're in civilian clothes or not. And I'm like, that is the easiest uh, rules of engagement I've ever heard in my life, you know. Um, and so, and the people are like, oh, that's so hardcore. No, I go, cops have to deal with because you can't say something like that, right? Hey, this mm. guy's wearing this T-shirt. Take them down. That's not the right. that's not the case, man. You guys, the evaluation, the 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 situational awareness, the stuff that you guys have to go through, stresses me out to think about that stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. uh, how you guys keep a smile on your face, man? My hats off to you. And anytime I could, especially law enforcement, man, I try to make their day better because I know the shit that they, I don't know personally, but I know you guys go through a lot of hell, you know. So, and to me, if I made a cop smile, hey, good day. Maybe he will pass that on to someone else who's, you know, speeding, take a bad day. You know, I want yeah. this guy go, you know, and I just, that's my mentality on things, man. Whether it works, I don't know, um, but I'm here to try it. Man. Well, you know? I'll tell you this, it works and I appreciate you doing that. I think everybody else out there would appreciate it as well. Cops, citizens. So yeah. we're just glad that you came on today. You, you, you told us a bunch of cool stuff. <laughs> and, you, and you just ended on like a good note, like, hey, go out there, hey, man. be kind to everybody, get people face-to-face. And uh, where can everybody check out uh, Terror Trader? Yeah, easy day. Go on Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, whatever they all, all the Tiki Talks and all that good stuff. Yeah. We got all the social media, right? Uh, and it's just at Terror Trader, T-E-R-R-O-R, right? So not Terra. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jump back Perfect. to the beginning of the episode. Yeah, uh, yeah Terror Trader. And uh, yeah, man, check it out. We're having fun. I'm an idiot. Uh, I'm running around with big x-ray glasses on my head all the yeah. time and having some fun. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and that's a, I like being an idiot. I, that's the way I love being and I enjoy it and have a good time and, uh, and just kind of spreading that positivity. But, uh, if you like horror, you like stuff like that, jump in. We do lives all the time. I love hearing people's opinion. People, especially when people tell me I'm an idiot and the, you, you, no way Friday the 13th part three is even a good movie. And I'm just like, damn you, damn you straight <laughs> to hell. So now, uh, <laughs> but it's, uh, yeah, we're having fun, man, but that's what we're doing, man. Yeah. Hit me up anytime, man. And, uh, and, and uh, if you're in the Phoenix area, please stop by. It's a blast, man. It's a, it's definitely an experience and uh, we're trying to make it a, a, put a smile on your face. Dude, I just put in, this is, let me tell you, I have a new exhibit. I have the world's only, I'm telling you right now, world's only Smurf corpse. That's right. You heard it right, right here, right now. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I, I went through the, the deep dives at the end of the earth and through France. I found the France-Belgium border, a Smurf corpse. I'm just, you want to see it? Come get, to the store. I got you. I love it. I love it. All right. This is Disruptors. Out.